Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. I hope everyone's having a good couple of last weeks of summer. Um, I thought today that we would spend a little bit of time talking about the importance of routine and how we all make the transition back to our fall schedules. And for many people, that involves the end of some more flexibility, some relaxing times, and getting back into structure and routine. And in some cases, there's some resistance for our little people to go back to school. So our Ontario Children's Mental Health Association has some really good tips and strategies um, that can help us prepare our kids, um, especially those that are experiencing some difficulties. And some of the things that they recommend are for us to really, you know, focus on that relationship that we have with our kids and making sure that they know that they have a safe place to fall and that the communication lines are open and that um, our kids know that they have somebody on their side who, who really is trying hard to understand and to empathize and to support their uh, transitions and meeting them where they're at. I think this also um, gives us as parents and caregivers the opportunity to um, pay attention to how we feel about the transition and how we express ourselves and what kind of mood we're in and what kind of messaging we share. So I think this is really, really important because when we have a rough day at work, for example, how do we communicate that to our kids? If we're not looking forward to going to work, do we share that in in front of our kids and at what age do we do that and how do we express our frustrations and how we problem solve with our kids because I think this makes a really really big difference I hear lots of times parents will sort of dismiss the kids issues around going back to school and say oh you know these are the best times of your lives and um, just appreciate what you have wait till you become an adult you don't want to be an adult this life is so much harder when you get older and although I certainly understand where people are coming from because when you look back the little issues that that kids are experiencing seem to be trivial compared to finding a new job or paying for the vacation or paying for the mortgage and all of these big adult responsibilities they don't seem to be but we have to remember that everything is relative and we also have to remember that if our kids are hearing that being an adult isn't that much fun um, I think that takes away some of the allure and some of the hope and and I, I really feel like we have to be careful around the messaging that we share. I remember as a young person thinking that being an adult was going to be awesome because there was going to be freedom and flexibility and could make my own decisions. And it was something that I really looked forward to. But I feel like lots of times our parents are tired these days and, and that fatigue is, is natural and it's, it's, it's okay to be tired and it's okay to be honest with our kids. But it's also really, really important for our kids to see us overcome these things. And I really think it's important for us to always be prepared to be honest with ourselves and to ask the questions, you know, to ourselves, ask ourselves, why are we so tired? And what is it that we can do to lighten the load? 
because life is not always supposed to be this hard, right? So when life is too hard and when we're too tired or when we're not feeling good or when our relationships are stressed and challenged and we're not enjoying our parenting journey, uh, for example, then I think those, there's, those are opportunities for us to be really honest with ourselves and say, why, what's happening and what do I need to do differently? And who can I go to for help? Um, and I find this really, really interesting because last session or last week's uh, kitchen table conversation circled around stigma and mental health and mental wellness overall. And, and I really tried to point out the benefit of prevention, the benefit of noticing when things are not going well, when we're not sleeping as well, when we're not eating as well, when we're not finding joy or, you know, excitement and, and we just don't have the energy that we used to have. Um, something needs to shift. And sometimes we need to go talk to somebody to explore what that's about. So yesterday, ironically, I'm golfing with a bunch of wonderful women. And, you know, a joke comes up around, you know, you need to talk to your therapist about that. And really, it was, yes, there's humor in it. And, and I understand, you know, why and I got a chuckle out of it as well. But I still find it fascinating how these little jokes around our mental wellness are kind of poking fun at and not really doing much to reduce the stigma associated with just the natural benefit to talk to somebody about the stressors. And the bottom line is, I mean, there's a lot of stress going on in in our world today. So as we said last week, we don't always have to do this alone, right? So there are um, real benefits to, again, noticing how we're feeling, noticing um, how we're doing, because when I always say this, and I've taught parenting classes for years, but when mama and daddy ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So we do need to take care of ourselves. And that means checking in with ourselves and and then maybe making a trip to our family doctor um, just to explore hey you know these are some of the things that I'm experiencing lately I'm just wondering what uh, what I might be able to do differently if we have a continual headache or a continual shoulder pain or a continual tummy ache we will go to our doctor and check it out so if we have a continual low energy or a continual heartache then I think we do need to be mindful that these can progress into circumstances that become more and more difficult. So again, back to parenting, back to our messaging, watching our moods, watching how we're uh, talking about school, and making sure that we're normalizing the fact that, yeah, you know, summer's ending, some of this freedom, some of this these warm, sunny days and time spent at the water potentially or just outside playing ball, those things are going to change. But look at what we get to look forward to come the fall. Um, I think it's really important to validate feelings and say, yeah, you know, these transitions are difficult for everybody. What do you think other people do to make these transitions easier? And I think it's so important to express confidence in them, to help them remember when they overcame difficulties in the past, or maybe last year they were a little bit sad about going to school as well, but then remember how much fun you had at this, you know, time and this excursion and this class trip. Um, Those kinds of things can really help. 
Um, and I think also kids love, 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 love to hear about us as parents and caregivers and adults who, um, who have had difficult times or had had worries or, you know, stressed about going back to school or had difficulties with their friends and how they managed it or how we managed it and how we got to be a little bit better um, or what we learned from that situation. Kids love to hear that. It's really interesting because I was working with a little wee guy who's only five years old who really felt like nobody in his life ever made the kind of mistakes that he made or ever had the kind of worries that he has. He looked at his big brother and his big sister and his parents as being these people who have it all together or who never have had difficulties. And that made his worries so much bigger for him. So I was able to give him examples of my worries and my mistakes and things that I went through and things that other kids that his age go through. And he was like, Oh, wow, you know, that's amazing. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of normal. This is this is not that bad. So that can be so, so validating for folks. The other thing that the um, Children's Mental Health Ontario suggests uh, that when we're transitioning back to school and if there is resistance, to make sure that we do our best to find out why there's resistance. Because again, as I was mentioning earlier, you know, most people aren't crazy about going the summer ending and going back to school, but they do so because that's the expectation. If they're not, then there's something, their behavior is telling us something. Behavior is communication. So if they're resistant to going back to school, there must be a reason. And it's really helpful if we investigate that. But again, all the while expressing confidence, realistic confidence, and um, the expectation that this is what we're going to what we're going to do together. Um, and then to stay committed with that decision that school is important in our house, and this is what we're going to do in order to make whatever accommodations we need, or to support this transition in a good way. And then sometimes, when there are special considerations, or some Um, emotional difficulties or some learning difficulties or some real anxiety and fear and discomfort, then we have to sometimes approach this gradually and allow kids to, you know, transition at their own pace, which is, you know, it's recommended that, uh, that school is attended every day, but maybe we do half days for a little bit or, you know, maybe we gradually work in. But, but I really do encourage that we have the children and the adolescents a part of those conversations and making sure that we're hearing loud and clear what they need, but also what they, what they need to do also in order to make sure that this uh, return to school goes as well as it possibly can. So check out my website for a few more links to resources that can be helpful as we um, wind down these summer months. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful week. Angela. Angela.